Hi, and welcome to episode 14 of the Patcast. I'm Landon West. I'm Charles S. Livingston. Mark Bennett. We're so happy that you can join us for episode 14, as it is a somber occasion for multiple reasons. More importantly, this is the last episode as a as a regular contributor to the Patcast. So we're going to get right into it. Uh, as the Patriots took on the uh, Wildcats, almost the Charging Wildcats. Uh, the <laughs> they were Wildcats, charging, all right. Yeah, I might of, have been the rushing Wildcats of uh, Eldorado High School last Friday night in uh, the first round of the playoff games. And guys, I to to say that this place is stunned would be probably a bit of an understatement as to to what happened. Uh, I was calling the game. You were on the sidelines, so you probably got a little bit better take on what happened than I do. And uh, you were off making money somewhere, so not too bad there. But, Chuck, uh, what do we chalk this up to? Oh, uh, yeah, Eldorado was, was ready for this one. I think Marion was, too. Um, you know, the first half, it was 10-3, to 3, Wildcats at the half. Uh, to me, I thought one of the big plays was uh, Marion's uh, second drive where they ended up kicking the field goal. Yeah. They have uh, Taylor Brown wide open in the end zone. He's open. He's behind the coverage. And just for whatever reason, just couldn't get to the ball. And, like, they – Marion ends up kicking a field goal and tying the game. And from there, it was all El Dorado. I'm not blaming Taylor at all. I mean, it was – it wasn't – I mean, it was a tough play. He had to go back for it. But I think it was makeable. And it just – it seemed to me like the wind kind of went out of the sails. If not then, then uh, certainly at halftime, El Dorado scores on a fourth and three. They actually scored three times on fourth down touchdowns during the game. Um, that's a – I'm a sabermetric guy, so that's what that's about. Um, three times – so – you're not just converting fourth downs, but you're also scoring touchdowns off of them. Um, and I thought that was the key one when they go up. You know, even at 17-3, I didn't feel like the Pats were out of it because of how explosive their offense has been this year. I mean, they were averaging over 30 points a game, which is very good, obviously. Again, sabermetrics. Um, but uh, after Marion punted on fourth down after that, you know, El Dorado scored in their first four drives of the second half. And uh, any thoughts of a, a close game kind of went by the wayside. And um, – you know, you got to give Eldorado a lot of credit. You know, they got on a bus, they drove up here. I mean, I don't know how long a bus trip that would be, three or four, five hours, you know, yeah. and, and they were – Still nowhere near as long as what they're used to, though. Right, with right. Their, with their uh, 6A West schedule, so. You know, so they got up there and, uh, you know, and like I said, Marion, they just um, – I feel like it was a bad matchup for them. You know, we knew all – we kind of explained this on the Monk Hour the other day. We knew that their Marion's Achilles heel was kind of – Stopping the run, power running game. It's been that case all year. And teams that were able to do that, you're talking Blyville, West Memphis, uh, Pine Bluff, not as much. Um, but, you know, like teams win. like that. Win. Yeah, win. Great one. Uh, teams like that that are able to do that up front, uh, dominate the line of scrimmage, they, they do well against Marion. And that's just one of those things. I think it was, you know, if Marion plays, you know, like Hamilton or Benton or something like that, maybe it's different. But um, El Dorado was kind of a buzzsaw uh, from the word go. And, um, you know, they, they're going to be moving on to play Greenwood. Yeah, what a reward. Yeah. Um, so, it, obviously, nothing that seemed that night really kind of went the way we wanted. Uh, there were some moments where the defense would show up and, and hold them, but, you know, you're, when you're talking about a game of inches, you know, and, and you give up touchdowns when you just need to hold them a few inches, yeah, that that's not a key for success at all. Um, another thing that, that kind of reared its head in this one is that uh, it's it's the final game for uh, the seniors, obviously, and, and I think that that led to some heated emotion. Uh, you've played that. What is that feeling kind of like when you have to sit there and realize, oh, man, it, it, it's over? Oh, uh, just knowing that the, uh, that the season's finally over, it's always 
like it doesn't matter if you're a sophomore and especially if you're a senior at the end of the year it's just kind of like all right well it's okay we'll we'll get in there on monday and oh wait we can't because it's over so it's always uh really hard uh just when you're thinking about it like that uh for me i know the worst one was again always going back to 2011 but against el dorado uh, losing on that last-minute field goal to them. That was the first time I'd seen these really great senior leaders that um, I'd looked up to the whole year, and they were just destroyed because uh, it was the first time I'd ever seen them with show this much emotion, and they were in tears with it just because their run was over. And that was a, that was a harder loss uh, than this one, I'm going to say, just because it was last second. Uh, it was on a last-second field goal. It, it, you should have had a chance. We had the field goal blocked at one point. We thought we went from this huge swing of, holy crap, we're winning the game, to, holy crap, uh, the season's over, just like that. So uh, it's, it's, always, it's always really hard. And at the end of the day, uh, the only thing we can really do as fans is just say thank you to these players uh, for everything that they've done, all the work that they had in the offseason. Uh, they came up here uh, at 6 o'clock in the morning sometimes to do these workouts. And if, it, if they were easy, then I guarantee you everybody in that school would be out here playing. But this is not an easy sport, and these guys that showed this much dedication to it uh, is really a testament just to them. So really at the end of the day, all we can really do as fans is just say thank you. Yeah, um, and, and leading into this game, you know, the seniors, uh, Dathan Miller was out. Uh, you hate that for missing this one. We uh, Quentin Wilson uh, uh, left early on. Yep. Yeah, it, that looked like it appeared to be a neck or a, a head injury or something. The way they were treating it, so best to him as well. Um, and, and you just kind of hate that the Patriots were, you know, they fired on all cylinders for the majority of the season. Then it just kind of caught up uh, with them at the at the last game. And for El Dorado, they'd been injury plagued all year. And they turned it around here and got some people back. And they look like a scary team, if not for the fact they got to play Greenwood. Mm -hmm. Now, they may be licking their chops now uh, instead of wounds heading into Greenwood because, hey, they're, they're firing on all cylinders now. Uh, our indication with them was that their game against Greenwood was, was actually pretty good up until about midway through the third quarter. So, mm -hmm. um, obviously, best to El Dorado. I know it was a, a, a frustrating game for us let's talk about the season overall um chuck in pigskin preview had him at four and six on the regular season uh, i thought five and five would be a, a good good mark and uh, i forget where were you about five i i'm pretty sure it would be around five and five so um that's what we got was the five and five and maybe two or three or four plays away from eight and two uh how would you estimate this season has gone for the patriots uh, you know, I think it went almost according to script. I, I don't think there's anything to really get upset about because, um, you know, it was the first year in the new conference. You basically, if you're Marion, you feel like you handled business and all your wins, like you, you, know, you took care of, you know, you took care of it. There were no close games, anything like that. And you probably do feel like there's another game or two you could have won, should have won, uh, had an opportunity. You know, and also you faced a tough, uh, a tough uh, slate. I mean, win, no, no pushover. They're, they beat Maumel the other night, who's a good team, who. You know, really would have won the 5A West, uh, but they had to forfeit to Moralton. Yes, I keep saying, it's like the fourth time I've done that. Moralton, uh, they beat them 50 to 21. So wins for real. They're probably going to Little Rock where they'll probably play PA and it'll probably be a great game. Um, you know, uh, Blyville might be one that you look at, but it's like West Memphis, they won a playoff game. They're, they're the number three seed. They're moving on to play Russellville. 
Pine Bluff, Jonesboro. I mean, you're, all these teams that you've that you faced, you know, they're all – there's not like a fraudulent loss in the group. So, I think that's a good thing. Um, you know, and you had a big win against Cersei, a team that won a playoff game, um, you know, and really handled business there. And it's just – you know, I think that so often you kind of remember the last game, you know, because – but the problem – and we talked about this yesterday on the Monk Hour, like, you know – not a lot of teams get to win that last game. So it's it's yeah. one of those realities you almost have to, like, cope with. I think that they probably had better, higher expectations for this particular game, it being home and everything. But uh, that's that's the playoff sometimes. You know, so what, it, there's six conferences in football? Uh, 2A, 2A through 7A? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that means six teams get to finish the season the way they want. Or a team who misses the playoffs wins their last yeah. game. So it's a, it's a rare breed. It's a rare group. So, like, you know, that that's the thing. It, it, eventually it always comes to an end. Uh, and the problem is that, you know, I think now that a lot of people might look at it and say, well, they lost their last two and this and that. But they were pretty good teams. El Dorado is not what they were during the season, you know. And uh, Jonesboro remains to be seen what they're going to do. But, um, I mean, I think it, I think the season probably exceeded, ex- exceeded my expectations, um, you know, obviously by a game. And, you know, I, I wasn't sure, you know, even at that point. So, that, I mean, I, I know there's some disappointed players right now and coaches and, and like. But, um, I mean – like I said, it, it was it was a good foundational year, but they have to figure out how to build on it now. Yep. And that's the challenge now. Yeah, how do you think it went, Tyler? Um, overall, uh, I think this was a good season. I think that this was going to be uh, at the end of the at the end of the season. I'm looking at this as just a learning a learning experience uh, for this coaching staff, and more importantly, uh, for these juniors and sophomores. These juniors and sophomores uh, haven't really had to uh, deal with much adversity. And they got a little bit of it against El Dorado there. They finally get to feel uh, a little bit of what that 1-10 season felt like uh, three years ago. So it had the exact same feeling. Uh, just I wasn't even there, and I felt the exact same way from that. So for them, this is just going to leave a little bit of sour taste in their mouth. I feel extremely sorry for the seniors, but I am optimistic to the future because you have seen, you do feel what that feels like now, and I hope you hate it. I hope you hate it a lot, and I hope that that fuels you into next season yeah that's that's the key thing is now you've got every player that's coming into next year coming off of a loss uh the ninth graders moving up they are 17 and one and that one was the last one of the year so everybody's going to be coming in hungry and i hope they see next year's schedule as a nice 100 foot buffet i hope you hate how it feels right now so the, the brightest days, I think we all can, are, are still far ahead. Uh, this is just one of those bumps in the road. And, you know, we, we talk about, um, I, I, we, had, we had glow sticks over here the other night, and they kind of served as a metaphor for it because a lot of people here have seen on Facebook or whatever, you know, uh, it's okay to be broken because that's when you get to glow, like glow sticks do. And, and I think that they're about to, to, to glow a lot because let's face it, El Dorado kind of broke them in some in some ways. Um, but now it's your time to, uh, to glow. If you don't like that metaphor, remember when you break a bone, it grows back and heals stronger than before. I think that that's true here too. Um, you, you've been through a lot of highs this year and you've been through a lot of lows and your brothers have been there with you the entire way. These are the people you can rely on and I think that that's invaluable. Uh, so Hopefully, moving forward, we get to uh, see some really good things in off season. A lot's going to happen on the, uh, in that case, and pretty soon, the time's moving here lately. Seven on seven, we can be right around the corner. So, uh, get work done. Obviously, in the off season. So, uh, with that, 
we close the book on, on football, and Thursday night we start basketball, finally, as the Patriots and Lady Patriots will uh, take over the arena and with some other teams from the region for the Patriot Classic. We know that the guys on Thursday night are taking on Horn Lake. Who do the girls have? Uh, good question. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't have. I haven't seen the schedule. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen their schedule on that either. Uh, and then uh, Friday night uh, against Earl, one that Monk's going to call, and and uh, it's going to be really interesting uh, to have the uh, the two teams from Crittenden County and West Memphis uh, all in the same all in the same house. Uh, so welcome. he's just trying out my recipe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sensational. So. <laughs> Uh, cheesecake reference. Um, so, <laughs> no, jambalaya. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So th th these are going to be a lot of fun. Before, I I'm not sure that we're going to be able to kind of tout what these two games on their own are going to look like. But before we uh, send Chuck into the wild blue yonder, um, what kind of expectations do you have or do you think Coach uh, Shundra Johnson has for her team uh, with, with new conference and, and new players and some unexpected additions and maybe some losses? I, what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I talked to her just the other day, and uh, she was uh, she's excited about the prospect. Here's the thing about that conference: it's it's not considerably softer than the one they just left. You know, North Little Rock and Central are two of the better teams in the state, but Green County Tech and Paragould are right there. Uh, they're going to be in the mix. They really kind of take the the spot of those two powerhouses in the 7A East. So, uh, you know, the win loss record to, to me will actually probably look very similar. But Marion's got a lot coming back. You know, they got Jakai Clay, Marie Hunter, Tyquisha Selvey. Emily Parker's playing basketball this year. They've got um, they've got uh, Tashley Milo, who's who played at Wonder and was one of their better guards. She's at Marion now, very good player, sophomore. So it'll be interesting to see how she sort of reacts to uh, playing on the varsity. Uh, you know, she, there may be some growing pains there, but I mean, we know what kind of ability she has. Uh, I think I think Marion's girls are going to be interesting. Um, you know, it does seem like they always try to get it going in the tournament, in the, mm -hmm. the state tournament. Uh, and I think that's kind of going to kind of be the goal. Maybe P can try to pick somebody off in the district tournament, maybe pick two people off. But, um, I mean, it, it's going to be an interesting team. It'll take a little while to gel, I think, with so much, so many, losing so many players, but also adding new players. Um, you know, I think the, it'll be interesting to see how the continuity is. But I think it's got the potential to be a good team. Uh, they got to find somebody who can knock down some shots from the outside. Yeah. That, that's the biggest uh weakness in my mind at this as we stand here so and if my memory from four years ago serves me Anna Lee may be what you're looking for for that Pre pretty good player yeah um Tyler what are you looking forward to with girls basketball um with the girls I'm thinking we're gonna have a little bit of a situation like last year you know a little bit of a slow start but as the season went on they kind of uh realized just how much talent that they had and it looked a lot better as the uh as the season went on uh having an upset win uh, in the state tournament, almost beating the host team in the second round. So that's what I'm kind of expecting from this one. Uh, the biggest deal is can we have a little bit faster of a start? As I think the faster this team starts to gel, uh, then the better the season will go on, uh, the more confidence they'll have later on in the season. And uh, right now I'm expecting this to be, uh, by the end of the season, I'm expecting this to be a uh, force to be reckoned with in the uh, state tournament. Yeah. So uh, obviously, with the replacement of some teams and, and, and a longer schedule, uh, you, you definitely have the opportunity to get that fast start. But even if you do, you have Christmas break now, and mm -hmm. or you could see that as a good reset point. Just kind of depends on the course of how those first couple of weeks go. So it's it's going to be a, a, the first year piloting the district in in basketball. We've had a taste of it with volleyball. 
it's even more different than volleyball uh, because um, you're starting the year with blabble and ending the year with blabble instead of keeping it consistent. It, it's, it's really strange with basketball. Remains to be seen how that works out. So uh, with the girls, obviously a lot to look forward to. With guys, probably the same thing. How do you feel about them? Uh, I think they've got a lot of talent. This is a team that on paper, uh, you've got a senior leader, two senior leaders in Sean Doss and Kamari Mars who have been through the battles now for two years. Uh, Coach Clay, uh, I, I, I dropped this anecdote on the Monk Hour the other day. He said that the thing he likes about Doss, I mean, of course he's a good basketball player, he likes his leadership. Like, he's a guy that when they're running drills, he's beating, he's making sure he beats the other guys in drills. And he said that when you've got a senior that could be coasting, you know, could basically be, all right, hey, I'm, I'm Doss. Y'all know what I do. Y'all know what I'm about. But he's still working hard. He's still going hard in practice. He's not mailing anything in. He's not taking anything for granted. He said that's a good message to the younger guys who, you know, might, you know, might be like, oh, man, I was a star in ninth grade. Well, this is the high school now. It's a little bit different. And you got Sean Doss out here ready to embarrass you in these drills if you're not, if you're not ready for that. And he's a guy that could be coasted, you know. So he said that kind of sets the tone. A lot of talent. I mean, Marion's five that I think they'll finish, start and finish games with. Uh, you know, Keyshawn Woods and or Taylor Brown, whoever emerges there, it's going to be a good player regardless. Uh, you've got uh, Martinez Harper, uh, you've got Sean Doss, you've got Timothy Caesar and Kamari Mars. That's a that's an explosive uh, lineup. Then you throw in Ryan Robbins, Mo Woods off the bench, Quindarius Johnson. Marion's going to go about eight or nine deep in legit players, uh, and it'll be up to Coach Clay to kind of figure out how they all fit together. But uh, I think Marion's boys team really has an opportunity now to – um, and again, you know, at, from where we're standing today, I mean, obviously, you know, you want to be peaking in the state tournament. But I, this is a team that, to me, with its height and its athleticism, they've got an opportunity to really uh, make some noise. And with the removal of the 6A champions going down to 5A mm. and the addition of this district tournament for the 6A East, whomever kind of emerges from that 6A East might stand to be the odds-on favorite in, in the state tournament. So, with that being a fair assessment, how do you see them lining up uh, for that district tournament? Because you've got Jonesboro, it's mm. a buzzsaw. Pine Bluff won it two years ago overall. Little Rock Hall. Yeah, Little Rock Hall. Good night. Yeah. Um, Look, if you thought the volleyball was competitive. going to be some real <laughs> hoops this year. There, yeah, there's going to – no, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you could have a situation that you had back in 10 and 11 and 12 where you had – you know, teams from the 7A, 6A, you know, East blended, making the filling out the semifinal rounds in, in both the, uh, the the 5 and the 6A. Um, I, I don't think that the 5A teams moving up will be quite as good. I, I like Wynn's team. Some people I've talked to, they say Wynn's going to be a lot better. Russell Jones, he's a uh, West Memphis graduate, native. CWB. Yeah, CWB's <laughs> back in back in there to make sure that the, that the Jackets don't blow a 3-1 lead in the uh, <laughs> district. But, yeah, so – but, again, just in that football conference alone – you could finish like fourth or fifth and still be a good team. I mean, I'm talking about, yeah, you got to like Jonesboro, you got to like the Bluff, you got to like Hall. Those are legit state title contenders, but where's Marion and West Memphis now? Where's uh, Mountain Home, Searcy? Like, it's it's deep. It's, you know, Jacksonville, I don't think they'll be able to compete with them, but, you know, there's no telling. Like, Jacksonville traditionally has been a good basketball program. Yeah. I mean, it, it, listen, there are no off nights. Like, it, you know, even Searcy and, and Mountain Home, like, they have their moments where they're, you know, competitive, and two of those teams are going to get left out. That's, on the state tournament. That's the interesting thing is you're looking at a scenario where either Mountain Home or Cersei, if it's Mountain Home, I mean, they were the number eight seed in 2011 and knocked off number one from the south when we hosted it. Um, 
that's the cards we're dealt here is where two people don't go and we have a really wrong a really long uh, road to figure out who that's going to be so a lot of opportunity uh, in the air for all teams, but I think for Patriot basketball especially. This uh, year. I'll say this: Wild Horses couldn't couldn't have dragged me away from that six A district tournament. I mean, that, that's going to be the real deal. Like real deal, Holyfield, as my man Monk says. Like, oh yeah. That, that, there are going to be some good hoops. And like I said, I, I I would put those three that I named ahead. But you got to think Pine Bluff's going through a coaching change. Clarence Finley, former UAB UAPB head coach, is now the coach at Little Rock Christian. So maybe Pine Bluff, maybe the Z's come back to earth a little bit after the seniors that went to back-to-back -back finals uh but i would still wager that they're going to be pretty good so. yeah uh and we we know from experience here that when we have these really competitive uh competitions and conferences any team can win on any night uh i've watched marion upset number one in the state before on a tuesday night where no one could be there so it's it's a really it's a really every night's worth something now and couldn't say that before i guess it's not an upset if you expect to win that's probably that's true, true. Just, right. just FYI, people forget that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> before, before he has to get drug off by wild horses, before it's time for him to go. Uh, Chuck, uh, one more time for the people who maybe didn't get to see last week. What are you about to ride off into? Well, I'm going to work for a Hooten's Arkansas football uh, publication in uh, Benton. Uh, you know, they've been at it since I think 1993, 1994 with the big, you know, preview. That's going to be a majority of my work from. January to June, I'll, I'll be writing the previews, interviewing coaches, things like that. Um, in the summer, I'll be like putting uh, magazines out, like distributing things like that, and I'll have some some long days and I'll have some long weekends, from what I understand. Uh, then in the fall, I'll basically be going to a couple games a night, kind of close together, and recording uh, highlights and clips for uh, the uh, end of the year awards banquet that uh, Hootens puts on, in, in conjunction with uh, Farm Bureau Insurance. Uh, it's a big deal. It's actually this year on December the 13th, so I'll be assembling that. During the week, I'll be uh, looking at Class 3A and Class 6A, um, looking at breaking down every game, game of the week, standings, stats, all that stuff. So um, I'll still be covering Marion as a member of Class 6A uh, for Hootens. It'll just be more of a statewide emphasis. You know, I'll pick a game of the week, my watch list, you know, my postseason, uh, you know, all Hootens. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty big job. It's a new opportunity. Uh, you know, and it's going to take me to the central Arkansas area um, uh, to, to live. And, um, you know, I'm sure going to miss uh, being a sports editor here, though. You know, I've really gotten um, – I feel like I've, you know, I still don't know how good I am at it, but I still like doing it, you know. And it's, it's, uh, it's not a deal where I'm just desperate to leave. I'm really kind of sad about leaving, to be honest. But, you know, sometimes life opens up, a, you know, opens up a new door and, you know, you have to, you have to see what's behind that door. And I, I feel like this is one of those opportunities. But uh, – you know, um, kind of an easy trans not an easy transition, but it's a good time to transition after volleyball and football kind of winds down. And, um, you know, looking forward to getting there and getting settled in. And um, so it's just going to be different for a while. It'll be different not having these moments on Sundays and at the stadium or the arena and all that. And I, I expect the, the group message is still going to be uh, pretty well lit. Uh, and it really becomes more important than ever that I won't, you know, be around here, around home base as much to uh, – figure out what's going on but it's still gonna be pretty exciting so um absolutely right and uh we've had a long time together now yeah. haven't we oh, yeah. um and and the more i think about it the more i missed the i missed a year being around you and and everything when i was working at disney in 2014 and um we all have our favorite chuck moment 
and um, Monk, so far with Pat Cast or in general, or what, what do you got? Your favorite moment with this clown right here? If you roast me on camera, I'll never forgive you for this. <laughs> Chuck, you are so, no, but uh, <laughs> my favorite moment that immediately comes to the top of my head is that stupid Arnold Schwarzenegger deal that we did at the at the second episode of the Monk Hour. Oh yeah, that was so dumb. We spent we spent maybe 25, 30 minutes on this, like hard minutes researching all these quotes and stuff like that, and questions we could ask. It was so dumb, but we had a blast. <laughs> it was awesome. It was great. Yes. <laughs> so my favorite Chuck moment is gonna be the Arnold Schwarzenegger interview from episode two of the Monk Hour, episode ten coming out Thursday. Oh. That, that was great. That was, you know, we started out looking for a skit, and I'm just like, hey, I did this thing one time, like when I was in like junior high, where like you just take quotes, and he's like, all right, well, who would be funny? And we, we, went, we looked at a couple, I think, right? And we, uh, we looked at uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. And he didn't work out. Steven Seagal. Seagal. You couldn't understand him. Right, yeah. <laughs> What's going on, guys? And then and Schwarzenegger was so, um, oh, just such, oh. it, it fit perfectly. Yeah, when the quote is Bennett. Um, <laughs> So I don't really think you're qualified to answer that, Arnold. So. Um, for me, I think my favorite moment, um, and, and they kind of all tell this story. So the, my first favorite Chuck moment was when I was actually working in Disney World. Mm -hmm. I had come home. I announced the game here against West Memphis, and, and it was a, a, a debacle, and we, we all know the story behind that. And I didn't know too much about Chuck. I knew I went to school with his cousin mm -hmm. and – and, we, we, and we went to MFBC together. Yeah, uh, he had yeah. the best Clay Hallmark impersonation oh, in the world. I wish I could, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so I fly back home after announcing the West Memphis game here, and I get this message. Uh, I won't say from whom, but it just says, I can't believe he wrote that. And I look, and it's the story that inspired the, the I Hate Chuck Livingston. It, it was the, the column following the West Memphis game. And you know what? To me, that was when I knew we had a guy who was telling the, the, the honest truth. Uh, and, and I tweeted at you, hey, man, what's up with this? Uh, you know, a, you know, loud applause from, from Orlando. Orlando. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, just uh, unbelievable. And so I come back, and the first thing you and I get to do together is go get snowed in Silent in Silent Springs. And it was just a week filled with, oh, man, I don't know how this is going. It's going to be okay, Chuck. I yeah. don't know, man. I feel bad. Um, yeah. Man, we saw Sheridan go back, and now we're waiting on them and just all kinds of stuff. and Hilarious. Well, that, that was the uh, that was the Drake. Uh, Drake yeah, the, every other quote was 0 to 100 landing real quick. Oh, okay. Hey, Thanks. Chuck, you want to go to Arby's 0 to 100 landing real quick? Yeah, just uh, hanging out there. And, and it was like a year old at that time. I don't even know why I like <laughs> it so much, but it, yeah, it was like just every <laughs> In the middle of the night. <laughs> and I'm tone deaf, and I'm trying to read straight up. <laughs> uh, and and that, that actually, that trip led to the podcast. It just, did, yeah. We kind of had this idea, hey, what if we had a little extra podcast for fans to get clued in during the week? 30 and, minutes or something. Yeah. Like, it won't be any longer than 30 minutes ever. It'll just do 30 minutes, and no, it'll never go off the rails either. It's going to be totally <laughs> professional and legit. I don't think we have to worry about any of that. So that was a lot of fun. After a couple episodes, I said, I want Tyler Bennett on this thing. We got him on board. And um, that led to one of my favorite moments on the podcast. It's actually on the podcast version from last year where 
where the term off the rails came from because this guy, we, we came in on Bang Bang. Oh, wow. His favorite, <laughs> An answered prayer. His favorite song, and it's like, should I stop dancing on your desk right now? Just completely st- sitting right next to me. I wasn't really dancing on his desk. Should I put my shoes and socks back Behind on? Behind the scenes. Behind, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, it was just you have to pay abs- extra for that. Absolutely hysterical. You know, this show... I don't know how we're going to replace the personality that Chuck brings to it. I don't have it. Uh, Tyler may have it within him now that, you know, Chuck's not hug, hogging all of it. <laughs> Hog um, all the glory, all the shine. <laughs> but it wouldn't. this wouldn't be as much fun or as moderately successful as it is without you having been a part of the foundation. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you for taking a chance on this wacky idea <laughs> that, that we had coming back from being, you know, delirious and cabin and fever and, and everything so um this community owes you a huge debt of gratitude for the way that you um you repped it the way that you wrote about it it was never anything that we had to question uh it was always the the honest truth and and you always said the day you didn't do that you would you would you would put up your pin well he's not putting up the pin maybe he's no longer the pin of the patriots but the entire 6a and 3A conference, and th- and that's that's by hard work and dedication, and and from telling the the honest truth. So um, I I don't know how we're going to replace the asset that he is. Everybody in this community has some kind of connection with him, whether it's just better force saying hey or wow I hate that guy <laughs> or um, I love that guy, and and just all kinds of different things. Who your, is that guy? Your like, photos are, are first class, second to none on Facebook uh, of, of our student athletes, and it's going to take huge, huge feet to fill those shoes. And and may, maybe he's out there or she's out there for us, but they're not going to be Chuck Livingston, that's for sure. So best of luck. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. You know, I, I this has been a blast to do. You know, I mean, it was just an idea. It was just going to be audio, and now we're on video and. Y'all are streaming uh, volleyball games and uh, you know and all that stuff. We got the Monk Hour and it just uh, it's pretty humbling when people say, "Oh man, I watched the show the other day or I did the show." Like that, that joke you did about this or whatever. I was I was like I was like, man, like people are actually watching and like getting into this. You know, like, hey man, you're exactly right. I didn't realize this and like it. I mean, it's kind of a kind of a unique thing. You know, like, yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 nice that uh, you know that people are watching it. Uh, you know, they're getting something from it. You know, and it's not like. You know, a deal where they're, uh, you know, they're, you know, it's, I don't know, like, the people are getting something from it. There's, there's yeah. value in it. Now, and that's we, the exciting thing. We kind of wondered if this would be something for us maybe one day in the very far future as a resume builder. Well, the far future became the not too distant as that I hate Chuck Livingston yeah. came up in your conversation. It did, so, yeah. To, to get this job. So that that's pretty incredible. And we're thankful for to you and to our viewers for making this what it is. Uh, we are going to change things up just a little bit because obviously you still got some things to see with Patriot basketball. Happy to announce that we are going to stream all games that are not in Crittenden County. So they're home doing, games. They're, they're doing this for me. Thank you all. <laughs> home games, you need to be there. Uh, one away game, you need to be there. And then uh, obviously at all away games, we hope you'll join us. But for those who are in the middle of the week working or whatever, just like we did for volleyball, we, we got you covered as best we can. Uh, this is obviously subject to time and, and personality availability and things like that. But me and Monk, we're, we're going to try and, and see if we can't uh, give Patriot Nation a look at our boys and girls on the road uh, on the journey to the tourney. So should be a lot of fun and looking forward to that. So one last time. I'm Landon West. I'm Chuck Livingston. I'm Tyler Bennett. 
We'll see. Still blocked. Still, definitely still blocked. <laughs> Absolutely still blocked. I don't think that's changing either. Yes, he is still blocked by Very the West Memphis blocked. football. It's the last time I had Twitter that account. account. You're right. I, how did I forget? I know. We yeah, probably right, gave yeah. some viewers are like, what does that mean? Um, still blocked? What's that? <laughs> still blocked. Just trust me. So we're, we're so happy that we got to be a part of this. We'll see you all uh, uh, on the podcast later on in, uh, in, the, in the month. Uh, Monk Hour is out this Thursday, and we're going to work on that for a little bit along with this streaming. So until then, go Pats. Thanks for having us. Okay. Oh, what about okay? This has already gotten off the tracks. Welcome to episode 12 of the podcast. Um, Should I get off your desk now and stop dancing? Is it oh time my. to stop dancing? Yes, yes. Okay. Ari, Ari, and Jet—they're all gone. My bad. Oh gosh. Okay, we're already off the rails. That took no time flat. Okay. Do I put my shoes back on? <laughs> oh yes, please. Thank you.